0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they got together and to disconcert him, one of them put a question, Master, which is the greatest commandment of the law? Jesus said, You must love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your mind this is the greatest and the first commandment the second resembles it you must love your neighbor as yourself on these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also this is the gospel of the lord 85 words which contain more than enough wisdom, r- insight to open our minds and to break the cycle of violence, to break the self-delusion, to break the tyranny of the ego, which we are all only too aware of in these painful days of violence. As I was hearing so much about Gaza in the news, I remembered a saint I hadn't, a writer, for, a monk of the sixth century that I hadn't uh, read or studied very much, but Saint Dorotheus of Gaza. And his teaching is very simple and practical. Apparently he, he wouldn't teach as long as his own master was alive. And uh, when he died, he began to speak. And his teaching was there not to create a great philosophy or a great theory, but to help his fellow monks, to help them deal with the problems and obstructions that, of course, we all find and are well aware of on our spiritual journey. Simple teaching. Everything that happens, however insignificant, he says, occurs through God's providence, which is the basis of our ability to accept, to accept what happens, however awful, however shocking, however surprising, without that acceptance even of our own shadow side, that human beings and we ourselves can be capable of things that we we don't agree with or things that shock us that accepting that is the first step to transcendence. And he says also uh, about anger, very important issue for Gaza and the world at this moment, anger, that if we get angry with someone without, um, even with cause or without cause, we are, in a sense, elevating ourselves into a superior position. We've lost that art of understanding, feeling our oneness with others. Understandable, but also that is what happens when anger overwhelms us. And he asks this question also concerning anger. Um, it's sometimes possible that people that who hurt us can make us angry just for a short time but we we let it go because we like that person think of how many marriages go through this and communities go through this every day but if we are hurt by someone who we don't like then it's much more likely that our anger is going to build on that pre-existent uh hatred or, or distaste or rejection of that person and then the anger overwhelms us and, and we can't control it so thank you saint dorotheus of gaza and may you pray for us and the people of gaza uh, the, the the innocent civilians who are victims of unrestrained anger at the moment in the gospel today these 85 words of jesus have a context like everything in life like the terrible situation in palestine in 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 gaza like the uh, attack the awful brutal vicious attack of hamas upon innocent israelis that led to this and has repeated the history of the cycle of violence that we have known since the time of cain so in, in there's a context to this gospel jesus is being um tricked trying they're trying to trick him uh, to catch him out In the way that maybe a journalist might today while doing an interview with someone or um a a way in which we 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 try to pull down uh, and humiliate or embarrass somebody in, in 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 the public eye and in all of his responses to these trick questions and to these these deceitful approaches to him Uh, Jesus ignores the trickery, really, or he just steps wisely and elegantly through it or over it, sometimes by turning the question back on the the questioner, Uh, but basically by telling the truth. He tells the truth. He's not caught in the trickery, which would mean that his own ego would, would, would be wrestling with the ego of the negative person questioning them, questioning him, uh, but he is able to tell the truth from that pure place in himself. And what does he say in answer to this trick question, but a, a, a question that was often raised in religious conversation at that time, what is the greatest of the commandments? And he points out the unity of the two great commandments of the love of God and the love of neighbor. The love of God is like, is the Shema. The Lord your God is one. You must love the Lord your God with your whole heart. And this is as close as the Jewish tradition comes to a creed. But the love of neighbor is deeply rooted in the Jewish and biblical wisdom as well. In Leviticus chapter nineteen, your you shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people. But you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. So this is a commandment from the the, the mouth of God Himself. Not not a moral uh, interpretation, but a direct teaching in the in the biblical wisdom. And Jesus's teaching is always uh, true to the essence of biblical wisdom. In the book of Exodus, we're told, do not molest your neighbor. Uh, do not molest the stranger. Care for the widows, the strangers and the orphans. And somewhere else, I think in Leviticus, it says, leave your uh, you know, when you do the harvest and the olives and the grapes and whatever, uh, lead, don't, don't take every single grape or every single olive away. Leave some on the ground or leave some on the vines uh, for people who are hungry, people who will need it. So there is at the essence of the biblical wisdom, this understanding of the unity between the love of God and the love of neighbor. And um, as Christian interpreters reflected on this over the, the millennia. Um they came to the insight, many of them, that Evagrius, one of the great desert fathers, came to, that love of neighbor is the love of God. There is no complementarity. One is the same as the other. They are as inseparable as body, mind, and spirit in the human person. And that the love of neighbor is the love of God, because what we are loving in our neighbor is the image of God, the recognition of ourself in the neighbor, even in our enemy. We can recognize ourselves in the other, because the image of God that I am, if I'm looking at that person... from the right perspective, if the eye of the heart is looking at that person, then I, as the image of God, am recognizing a, a, the image of God in the other person. So each person that I meet, each person that I know is a mirror, a mirror that in which I and the other person recognize each other as one one in the image and likeness of God. Now, that might sound very uh, theological and abstract and uh, mystical, but it's common sense. If we hurt another person, we hurt ourselves. And we create through the law of karma that also governs the universe. It's a less powerful uh, law than the law of grace, the law of love. But it is a functioning law that uh, what I do is going to have consequences, good or bad. If I react with violence, with hatred, if I overreact especially, then there will be consequences to pay. The Jewish people have understood this desperately, painfully over, over millennia through the persecution that they have suffered. Hitler tried to exterminate the Jews because they were, in his deluded and perverted mind, a uh, the enemy of humanity. And if he had won the war, he probably might have succeeded even. But he failed because hatred always destroys itself. I visited Auschwitz uh, years ago, and when I first time I visited. I I noticed the administration block in Auschwitz had been destroyed by the Nazis as they were leaving, hoping to destroy evidence of what they had done. But it was left wisely as a sign that evil, the shadow side when it overwhelms us, eventually destroys itself, not before it has done immense amount of damage and created many, many years of uh of, of karmic and trauma traumatic uh damage uh to c- f- succeeding generations so let's come back to this teaching the love of neighbor is the love of god because we love the image of god in our neighbor if we can see them and contemplation and action reflect the same unity the love of god as it were reflects the meaning of contemplation but that overflows inevitably into the love into action which is the love of neighbor they are intertwined there is a fundamental unity at the heart of reality And this is why we imitate what we love. This is a great mystery. Maybe the word is emulate, but we can talk about the meaning of the words later. To imitate means just to copy, but to emulate means that we we learn from what we see, and we can even improve what we see. We can even go beyond what we see when we emulate. But let's just say imitation is enough. We imitate what we love, maybe we could say we become what we what we love. And this is reflected in a, another gospel, another passage in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter twenty five, often called the Last Judgement when he separates the sheep from the goats. and we hear the comment of the of both sides, when did we you when you were hungry when did we visit you when you were sick and jesus's reply is if you did this to anyone you did it to me there's that fundamental unity uh, at the heart of reality which jesus himself uh, manifests through his own nature so This is why we have to love our enemy, because we are one with our enemy. And as long as we attack, hate, take vengeance, try to destroy our enemy, then we are doing damage to ourselves and everyone around us. And that's why that golden rule at the heart of all uh, spiritual, religious ethics and morality is so universal. Do not do unto others what you do not want them to do unto you. As I was reflecting on this, uh, the news broke of uh, another mass shooting in the United States, in Maine. It's There have been more than 560 mass shootings in the States, perpetrated by individuals who have gone over the top. You have lost touch with... ...knowing what they are doing. More than 3,000 people have died in the United States because of the gun laws, which allow that terrible pattern to continue and perpetuate itself so that's the context in which we gather today to praise god to remind to be reminded of this unity of the of the first commandment and the one that is equal to the first commandment the love of god and the love of neighbor and we need these reminders so i'll end with a bit of good news well this is good news but the good news is you may remember during covid i was often referring to a beautiful white heron or white egret in the lake here at bonbeau and it was there day after day after day just standing there as a it seemed to me uh, a reminder of the divine presence through the terrible crisis we were we were going through and um it's back it's back with the vengeance because the other day we were sitting having a community uh meeting and looked out of the window and we saw a great flock of these white herons um probably on migration to egypt or wherever they go uh landing on the lawn uh, just outside uh, my room and um but there's a solitary one in the lake still so i don't know how long he'll be there but we 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 have these vivid reminders that call us back to hope and to joy in the capacity of human beings not only to fail and to be inhuman but also to learn and the more of those white egrets who learn through their own experience and through their practice their contemplative practice and their love of one another the more the better and the more hope there is that we can break the cycle of delusion and violence that has kept us entrapped for so long.